Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host. I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about education without having to worry about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast, hence the Elvis. I'd like to give a big shout-out to our patrons over at Patreon. That's right, we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get your name read at the podcast, you get to join our special group. There's over 100 exclusive episodes you can only listen to through the Patreon. It's really awesome. And you can even do it on Spotify now, which is the shit. You should check it out. But I want to thank all of my patrons. So here we go. A big thank you to William P., Justin M., Jessica C., Inga, Kaylee, Terry J., Tracy B., Miss Wonderstats, Quentin P., Ekebex, Mistress Mischief, Natasha S., Misanthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Helena C., Aaron B., Stephanie S., Texas Teacher Kristen, James Nally J., Samantha D., Lisa C., Rachel, Jen Junie, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K., Jessica A., Swiffle F. Owners, Amanda F., Ariana L., Physics Runner, Steph, Michael M., Aldridge C., La Scorpionita, Britt M., Teresa H., Biker Teach, Christina B., Jason F., Abby B., Sarah B., Regina N., Josie S., Sam B., Mary E., Kristen W., Vanessa J., Mary C., RJ Ark, Johanna H., Irma A., Nimi, and Sarah N. Big thank you to all of you guys, and thank you for listening, supporting us. I'd also like to thank our sponsor at Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in your building, go to LudLambDramatics.com to get some of the best educational theater classroom resources. They are amazing. They have shirts, posters, buttons, plans, all kinds of things. Check them out at Lud Lamb Dramatics. All right, friends, today we had a really good recording session. It was myself, Bunny O'Hare, Count Chocolate, and Lucille Lane, and Lucille Lane's best friend, or one of her friends, showed up today and helped out. That's Miss Tori, who you hear in the back, and she'll be featured more in the next couple of weeks. She was pretty cool. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoy episode number 207. Cheers. Oh, that was a good one. All right, welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and today I am so excited to say we are rejoined by the wonderful Lucille Lane. Hi, hi, hi. And she's back and also joining us today, Mr. Count Chocolate. Hey, we're counting all the blessings today. I'm glad I'm here with you. Oh, I'm glad you're here too. And also, last but not least, Miss Bunny O'Hare. Hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. Oh, folks. Oh, we are almost to like the the completely shut down part of the fall semester. We're not quite there, but we hit that you do Halloween and it's really fucking hard to get there and still care. <laughs> and we know we're about to hit Thanksgiving and then it's like, boom, Thanksgiving winter break. And then it's new year. And if we could just make it like do that, it feels like when you're falling and you know, you can't stop yourself from falling. <laughs> like the momentum has you and no matter how fast or slow you're getting and your limbs are moving, you're still going to hit the ground. So you're trying to do it as painlessly as possible. I, That's kind of how I feel about this. When there's momentum, I'm just like, I've lost. it's like going on a skateboard. You've lost control of it. They say the safest way to do that is to just try to relax all your muscles. <laughs> so, you know. If one more admin tells me just to relax and go with it, I, I just can't. I can't. I, I at can't some point, it. you do a dead man's float. <laughs> yes. And just... Just like, just like, just, you're, I'm floating, I'm here, I'm not dead, but I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Well, there comes a weird phase of acceptance. <laughs> you're just yeah. like, okay, this is the situation, and we're going to try to make it through. 
I, I hope you guys are doing all right. Count, how are you doing right now? You're talking about you just hit the scholarship deadline. We talked about that in some of our other podcasts, but you actually just hit it. How are you, man? That I'm, I'm better now. That November 1st deadline, um, for those of you who have high school children or remember this from high school, for that early decision, early action for whatever university you're applying to, I had 45 or 50 rec letters that were due specifically by that date. And let me tell you, some of our lovely children, they wait until Halloween to say, oh, Mr. Chocolate, can you please write me a rec letter? <laughs> and if I don't, I feel like I am then pegged as the bad guy who did not write the rec letter that was going to get them into that Ivy League school that they waited four hours before a deadline was due to apply to. So, we're past that. So now I'm smiling again. Good. I like it when you're smiling. I'm smiling. It's one of those, like, when your friends are smiling, it makes it a little easier sometimes just to breathe when it keeps the air to the room. Buddy, how are you doing? You just hit Halloween with the Fufu? Was yes. this, this was not Fufu's first Halloween. No, no, this was technically the third one. What? But she was so tiny, um, like she was a newborn for the first one. So I don't think that really counts. This and then podcast last year she is kind of, older than the Fufu. That's weird. It is. <laughs> it is older than Fufu. Okay, keep going, keep going. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, that's that okay. just kind of blew my brain for a second. This was the first year that she was kind of old enough to really be interested in it at all. And she uh, was very into dressing up like a butterfly, mm -hmm. but she was not interested in strangers. Good. So we mostly just uh, fluttered around the neighborhood like a butterfly and looked at some decorations. So. Good. And Lucille, what are you trying to do right now? What's your goals at the moment? What are you at? <laughs> it's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I'm just trying. Just keep swimming. Just yes. keep swimming. I, I get it 100%. You're swimming amazingly. You yeah. want some fancy Groot Spumanti? Excuse me. You uh, knew me already. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and do this message that came from the message board. So if anyone out there has something they want to share the podcast, or some question they'd like to ask us, go ahead. You can send it through Patreon. You can send it through Facebook. You can send it through just about anywhere. It will find our way into our hands. So this is from Care Bear. Care Bear. Care Bear. Hello, Care Bear. All right. She says, hi, Elvis and crew. I have successfully made the transition from high school to elementary school counselor and love my job. At Count Chocolate, it is a breath of fresh air from the stress I was feeling as a high school counselor. I'm in my second year, and it feels great. I looped with my students, and it's a game changer. I know at least 90% of the students in any given classroom of my assigned grade levels. Yes, there is stress, but it's a different kind of stress. The kids are much cuter, most days, and I don't have to hunt them down to meet with me for individual appointments. They're usually begging to have lunch with me. Mm -hmm. The attendance issues are sad and worrisome because it's not the student's fault, and factors are completely outside of the student's control. Also, in most cases, the students really want to be at school. On the lighter side, there's a lot more opportunity to dress up and be goofy with the kids, and the stories are just as entertaining. The questions I have are... To those who work in the elementary setting, when students become elevated, running from their classrooms or being destructive, who usually comes to your rescue? At my school, counselors are the first response to de-escalate. This gets awkward because I often feel like I'm white because I'm walking a tightrope between being a port of discipline and trying to support the students so they can regulate their big feelings to stay in the learning environment. 
In my first year from August to December, there were weeks where eight hours of my week was spent assisting with de-escalating and I was unable to schedule small groups or student appointments for fear I would be called to handle a crisis. I have two phones in my office, one connected to the outside world, and the other I nicknamed my Batman phone. This is the phone system in every classroom. There's no caller idea, and usually it means there's a crisis to attend to on the other line. My second question has some background. We have several students this year with high needs, and as a result, I'm added to several of their text threads for teachers who are in need of assistance. I've come up with my own nicknames for the students, so I don't use students' names in the text. For example, Elf, a young student who does not like to be called Sir, but prefers Buddy, and he has a pointy nose. Dorothy, an upper grade student who struggles with weather anxiety. Gizmo, a young student who can turn a classroom upside down in a matter of minutes. The transformation to Gremlin is unreal. Casper, an upper grade student who is so pale because they didn't spend too much time outside due to weather anxiety. Please tell me this happens in other schools. I'm also curious if you have codes for student behavior. Perhaps, for example, we have code Nike for kids who would take off and run around the school and they have plenty of ground to cover. Thanks so much for all the content you produce. Congrats again on 200 episodes. I'm thankful to be part of this amazing community. Love, Care Bear. Well, first of all, congratulations on the transition. That sounds amazing. It sounds like you're in a good place. Count, you want to speak to the the jumping? She went from where to where? She went from being a high school counselor to, we scroll, elementary. to elementary elementary counselor. Kudos to you. Um... At that young of age, at least there's not as much of the mental health crisis. But the fact that you have two phones, mm-hmm. I mean, it literally makes me think of the song Two Phones. Yeah. <laughs> I got two. No, I'm not going to sing. Um, you can edit that out. Um, I, I don't know how I would feel about a phone ringing that when I pick it up, the odds are that there's someone that needs immediate attention and I have to go running somewhere. She could be a Nike code herself. Um, running to whatever the situation is, but we we do use specific codes, but not <laughs> like a Nike. I like the Casper one, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's a lot of different anxieties of kids she's already got already. Fear of outdoors. You got fear of it's a lot of fear. But if I'll say to like, hey, if you think that is a good fit for you, Care Bear, please pursue it and. If it's renewing your spirit, and if it gives you hope, I will not um, try to persuade you to go in any other direction. I say go for it. Um, But know your limitations, and a counselor should not always be the first call. If someone goes running out of class, it's almost a discipline issue. It's more of an administrator. That was kind of my call. If we had a student runner, usually the AP was the one who usually had to go out. Yeah, AP or I'm guessing... If there was an aide or something there. Yeah, Paras, but um, Mm -hmm. I... It sounds like she doesn't have a behavior unit on nope. her school either. And for having that many students, I mean, even just five or six in a population of 500 or 600, that usually will have some kind of dedicated center. Because I, yeah, I feel like most school. of the schools, I've worked at a lot of elementary, and usually for extreme, the extreme cases we might have, there's usually only four or five, almost one or two per grade level. But yeah. I don't know. There Depends on the district. That's and the true. Funding. If it's Title One, there always seems to be more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bunny, what are your so thoughts true. on this? Uh, I was going to say, I know uh, just uh, in the last few weeks, we had such a situation at my campus, and um, our counselors happened to all be kind of in the same area at the time. So they sort of like 
each took an exit to try to keep the student from like exiting the building completely. But it was uh, definitely one of our assistant principals who, as fate would have it, was the only administrator on campus that day because mm-hmm. <laughs> the other two were at a meeting. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he uh, his Fitbit got a good workout that day. I'm sure. <laughs> um, we, I, I have heard the codes for behaviors and the codes for names. Um, I worked at a campus where if a student took off running, it was the eagle has flown. Oh, um, <laughs> and then um, I. This is, this is tacky and terrible, okay? Um, I have had nicknames for students, and the first one that popped to mind was a student that I referred to in my head as Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because she was a mean girl, but she wasn't really smart enough or hot enough to get away with it. Oh, so, Savage Bunny. I like it. <laughs> she, was, she was something else. So I never said it to her, but... In my head, she was and is Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lucille, when you were having to deal in those situations? I had to deal with those situations all the time because I was in special ed. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a runner in our school. I mean, every day. It, it got to the point where no one chased him. No one chased him. Like, no one. We just had to make sure the doors were locked, like that, the outside doors. That's it. At some point, you'd find him curled up in a corner napping because, like, he would hide. He was this little skinny kid in the first grade and he would get into crevices or like high. He, I mean, he just elopement every single day, oh. every single day I've had, you know, but I was also in a uh, school with a behavior unit. So, <laughs> so we had paras, we had, uh, I never went on those cases. I would see him. And call and be like, he was spotted in, you know, this hall or whatever. <laughs> but they would eventually get to that kid. But those runners are the worst because you don't know where they're going to go. And you don't know where they're, like, going to end up. And they'll figure out your plan for blocking them. They get smarter every time they elope. Mm-hmm. Every single time. But here's my question. I want to know what's going on with these, the like, for instance, the kids with the nicknames. Why are they getting these phobias? Please, please, please give me feedback because I've asked this question to many other adults in my fucking life. When you were in school, did you have these kids? No, we were out doing the things and no one was afraid of weather or afraid of like. So it's just new kinds of trauma or just we're willing to diagnose things. I think, I think. Before it was suck it up and go outside, kid. Well, okay. That's, that's a thing. Suck it up and go outside. Yeah. Or, you know, we just all were kind of ingrained the same way and it's not i'm saying i'm not saying that was even a bad thing we just kind of all knew weather is not going to hurt us mm-hmm. or this is going to happen if we get home like we threw a fit when the teachers were like oh i'm calling home and we're like no do not fucking do that right yeah right. had anxiety about it yeah but now we are in a spot where kids don't even want to go outside because of weather or like they're afraid to wear a sweater that has too many itchies like i don't I'm just so perplexed by what the youth... Now, look, I know I come off sounding like one of these, you know, um, boomers or whatever. <laughs> but these are these are irrational fears. 
And I know that's so easy but for that's me what to makes say. it a mental health issue to some degree. Mm-hmm. Or is it just because my iPad's inside but and I said to, this to my parents and so you, I can be on my iPad? But I think right. that when has you, a lot to do with it. But when you get to this point, though, if, if you think 20 years ago or 30 years ago, and someone can say, I never witnessed any behaviors as such. I cannot think of a, I cannot think of a single child, single classmate from kindergarten through ninth grade before you had like PE every day that had a fear of anything that we knew of outside clothing, like loud noises. None of those things ever came up in a traditional or mainstream classroom. I never saw it. I never. I didn't either. I never saw students who were running and and like would have a meltdown and just bolt out of class and the teacher would chase them down. I've, I've just never seen it. I, I've I, never I, seen a kid either like spit in a teacher's face and say, I'm not fucking doing that either. So I think there is a shift in the way kids are being brought up. Mm-hmm. Internet yeah. making them real ballsy. Just I to mean, play the other card on this, I think a big difference is kids who had this extreme of issues when we were in school were not mainstream. I was it say took a lot mine. less to be sent to the portable classroom or with the alternative school back mm-hmm. then. In fact, there was a much larger label or fear by parents of having your kids labeled because that means they have to go to that classroom with those kids. Okay. And, and I think because of that, when we had kids who have extreme stuff, like, no, get out. No, you, we're not doing that. And there's... I don't know, there's pros and cons that I think mainstreaming some kids really get to learn and they get to have things they won't learn in that special classroom and they need those opportunities. But if there's the classroom disruptions Mm -hmm. and it's not a... At what point does the least restrictive environment for one student become a hindrance to learning for the others? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is a a real question, especially when their safety is involved, when you have people Mm -hmm. flipping desks, throwing chairs, pencils, scissors... But in the ideal world, we would have one-on-one aids for these students. We would have, instead, we're having six kids mainstreamed into the classroom with hopefully the IEP paperwork's gone to the teacher ahead of time. And you oh, don't maybe. know. Yeah. And so you have one person with all these kids in their room and some of them are screamers and yellers, but you know. When I taught, I, I taught high school um, band and color guard and we, we had pr- problem kids, but we did not, um, we had more support from the parents and less, um, less push to in- be inclusive of someone with bad behavior. There was a much stouter line between this is acceptable in this environment and this is not acceptable in this environment. And so because that line was so hard and so opaque, it was um, easier to gain support from the parents because they knew what the school's expectation was. But now the no. school's expectation is, no, the science says, okay, let's go ahead and include the kids because it does help them with their social skills. But at the same time, and I'm just going to call them out, it's the parents' fault for not making sure that outside of the classroom they are being socialized. Mm-hmm. That's not a place for experimentation. And I feel at this point, just because... We're trying to overcompensate because, you know, when we learn something new, we tend to overcompensate first mm-hmm. and then we have to drop back. I think that's what period and what like movement and modality the education system is in right now. I think you're right. It's true. I don't think the other way is the proper way because I did see a lot of kids miss out on really valuable education mm-hmm. from not being included. But now at the same time, this is like jack- a jackal and hide situation. Mm-hmm. And it just can't, it can't be controlled until somebody puts their foot down and draws a big old line again. And uh, we reevaluate. 
we see the pendulum swing in education all the time and it has swung really far in both directions. And I feel like at some point it's got to swing back toward some sort of balance. Or I mean, we just need to something. take the weight off of the pendulum so that the gravity or doesn't so go just one way or the other. Well, we'll you make know? progress, but they still won't put money towards like, we need no, more people. Need no, instead we're just require every single teacher to have this very minimal training and that, that's going to yeah. cover it all. Here's a pizza lunch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was Halloween, so there's going to be candy in the lounge. You have that to look forward to. You can go for it. Hey, guys. Guess what? 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 We have a Patreon. Ooh, I That's love Patreon. That's the most wonderful thing I've heard all year. It is. We have a Patreon, <laughs> and for as little as $5 a month, you get access to all kinds of bonus features, B footage, and our little Facebook group. At some point, we'll have movie parties again. It's going to be amazing. You guys should sign up and do it now. And I want to thank our patrons right now because they bought us some of the best champagne that Winco has to offer, <laughs> as well as an amazing spread of food that we're munching on while we eat this. So thank you. Thank you, patrons. We are. Appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Pretzel rolls. Yeah, I love the pretzel. Yes. My favorite point. Once a month, I get pretzel roll sandwiches. <laughs> All right. Today for Would You Rather. <laughs> so, oh, I already got my answer for this. Would you rather have things randomly explode when you touch them? Randomly. Never know. Or everyone you have ever sec had sex with automatically switches teams. I mean, they don't. I mean, they can switch teams. Listen, I, I, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm done. No. Peace out. Off the record. Well, is, never mind. I, is that including the person I'm currently having sex with? Sorry about that, Bunny. Yikes. Okay. Oh, he is a good dresser. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so does it have to be all the way like opposing team? I, or is it just like all of a, sudden, a like, free agent situation where like and you go from like what? No, go ahead. Go. No, I was gonna like are we talking like adding something on or are we talking like switching completely for our Everyone you ever have sex with automatically switches team. So if they played for like the Cowboys They're now Eagles. Yeah, they're Eagles now. I haven't dated a lot of athletes, so I pretty Pretty sure I just get a lot of angry lesbians. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that one out. <laughs> I mean, I know my. So, answer. what are you gonna go? So, count are things going to randomly expose, explode, or everyone you ever have sex? Anyone you ever have sex with? Anyone I've ever had sex with is probably gonna switch to the other team, and here's why: I would really be upset if I went to like pick up a small child. <laughs> And this is what I thought about because I was holding it. I was, I like, I rocked the baby to sleep yesterday. But like, what if they woke up from that and I picked them up? And then, yeah. So now I'm traumatized for life. Meanwhile, I had three ex-girlfriends who have switched to the other team, and I'm proud of them, and they're happy, and their partners are amazing. That's okay. What are you doing? To That's okay. So I, I can answer this question. I, <laughs> I can answer that question too. Um, I've been told. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I the the, the I can't do the random combustion. <laughs> I just the, the baby sealed it for me. I mean, there really wasn't much <laughs> doubt, but just picking up my kid or a dog or a puppy, buddy. Imagine if you saw a cute little kitty cat walking down the street and you went to go pick it up and poof, just fur everywhere. And... Yeah, no, no. My my answer had already been selected. But that, <laughs> yeah, that did solidify it. So I will I will also be going with um, bidding bidding my. You know, I'd use it like a contest. I'd be like, hey, 
you have sex with me, I guarantee you will love women. And what if it's like a gay woman who wants to become straight? And like, she was like, you know what? I feel like this is too much for me right now. I have no choice about this. I'm like, I'm your answer. <laughs> I, I am a, I am straight man. I, I will, <laughs> maybe not, but I, I'll take that over everything exploding. Lucille, what about you? I'll just wear gloves. <laughs> Because <laughs> no glove, no love. Oh wait, no. Yes, I right. will wear gloves. I will wear real gloves. <laughs> like real. So you found the loophole. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You just don't touch. So it. you don't actually touch until your gloves explode. So you use so your powers gloves. for evil or good, depending on what you want to. Like I know a couple people that I'd go touch their cars right now and let them explode, <laughs> or like, or but randomly explode. So you don't know if it's going to work or not. No, I would take the glove off. Like I would use it. Like I would intentionally know what I'm doing. Take that like thing rogue. off. Mm-hmm. And I would do it sexy. My teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'd off and just hope that it touches and blows. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you got to think about how you're using it. But gloves always. I, I think that's the answer because queer protection. There's some of those partners I have that I really enjoy, and the follow-up sessions are amazing. So I hate to see those go away. Because one and done's not first time's not always the best. Just saying. I mean, if you don't like the person, that's true. I'll turn you. You could just blow them up. Oh no, this would be great. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. The options for tonight, Miss, is either you're going to be gay after this or exploded. So I mean, so date me. <laughs> I'm your winner. <laughs> and yet, some would still choose me in that. All right, folks. Well, thanks for choosing <laughs> Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I'm so glad you guys listened. I'm grateful for Lucia Lane for hosting us here right now, and for Ms. Bunny O'Hare, and for Cal. All right, everyone. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! All right, my friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I thank my hosts who were with me today. We had Count Chocolate, Bunny O'Hare, Lucille Lane, and actually we had an extra who jumped in halfway through and I didn't introduce her, and I'm not sure why I didn't like introduce her at the end, but we also had Miss Tori who was there, and so she was awesome. I appreciate her jumping in because she was the shit. All right, my friends, take care of yourselves. Take it easy. Thanksgiving's around the corner. We got this. Deep breaths, deep breaths, deep drinks, all of it. Cheers.